0: addition edition of the <laughs> Dak Comedy Podcast. I am your host, DJ Marcus, and you're joining me live in the Dak Comedy Studios. I'm never alone in the studio, except for those days when they leave me alone. I'm joined by my boy Joey Lafaro. Joe, say a little bit. Are we all the way up? Is that what's happening right yeah, now? Yeah, I'd, I'd take it all the way up, okay. baby. Okay. And it, nothing can stop me. I'm all the way up. Okay. All, right. all the way up. <laughs> and that voice you hear, that sultry, salacious voice. I, I don't know. I, I'm another um, that
1: icon in the center of the screen.
0: The icon in the middle of the screen. It's Miss Candace August Candace say hello to people.
2: Y'all gotta get a picture of me, like just a static picture that y'all can put on there when I don't want to put my camera.
1: There is a static picture yeah, of is. you from your account, but it's still small. It's just like a little circle in the middle of this giant screen that we put there <laughs> so that our guest, you know, our our our, our virtual co host could have a whole seat at the table.
0: Yes. That is your spot. You should be. You would be if you were in the studio. You'd be at the center of the table between me and Joey, which you are currently. But now since yes. you don't, since as I'm we, gonna
2: give you like a plethora of pictures, and you can put like a slideshow that plays right there on the days when I don't turn my camera on.
0: So every every week, every, every week, that's what we're gonna do. We're just gonna do that every week, huh, Joey? Well,
2: it, I'm getting my hair done tomorrow, so I'll be on camera next week. Okay. Okay. All right. Is that is that that
0: the process? It's it's hair done or not? I thought it was shirt on or not. I thought that's, that's also, I actually have a shirt on today, but my hair looks a mess. Lord Jesus. it's, it's Okay. All right. Well, Joey, we're back, buddy. Mm. Last week's episode of Mr. Stu Clark, one of our highest rated episodes on the internet.
1: It's rated? We have ratings?
0: And we have ratings. Yes, sir. I didn't know
1: we had ratings.
0: The uh, The Academy of Podcasting and Associations... Uh, they do they do monthly ratings, and we got back ours. We start, we got a three point five last week. Okay, uh, podcastings an association. <laughs> the three point five the three point five is out of ten million and forty seven, but that's the highest rating we've had.
1: Is is the network pleased with this? The,
0: ne- the network is pleased. They're keeping us on for another season, so we will have a season four. Uh, since we've had so much discussion as far as what season three it was, uh, we will ha- we will be starting season four, 2022 in uh, January of 2022. Season four of the Dot Comedy Podcast. We've been brought back once again, Joey. Wait, what? We've been brought back for season four of the Dot Comedy Podcast.
1: Okay. Oh, you mean next year? Next year. Oh, yeah, you always scared me. I thought we were starting season four, <laughs> and I'm like, today this is season three, episode nine. So it, uh, okay, yeah. Well, at least I thought it was. So if I, it's it, not, then oops.
0: It's season. It, okay, okay, we have. Okay, <laughs> if
1: it wasn't, it is now.
0: We're gonna pull back the curtain on uh on the, on the dot comedy podcast, Joey.
1: Uh oh, I don't uh, like it when that happens.
0: Because much like our hundredth episode. Uh, there is going to be controversy when we get to 200. You know what happens when we do that?
1: The audience clicks their heels and goes, there's no place like home, and that, then they leave. Then
0: they leave. Okay. Well, there will be controversy on the 200th episode, Joey, uh, because uh, the numbers don't add up. Because <laughs> we have, we have uh, two different seasons going at one time right now. Uh, there was a battle behind backstage. The producers who uh, who edit and get the shows together each week. Uh, For public consumption, they were battling as far as what what season we were in and what episode we were on. So if you were paying attention at home, this is season two, episode 18. And if you're not paying attention at home, it is season three, episode nine. I don't
1: think that's how that works. Anyway.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we have a Jewish calendar left over from our old uh, associate assistant intern. Uh, that we were going by and 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 somehow we 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 went to the roman calendar uh somewhere in the neighborhood of last uh just like in history just like history went um but yeah joey man this week man uh it's been a, a it seems like last week was a long time ago it does it it does it like it's been exactly a week since we were last on the air um,
1: it was a busy week
0: it was a pretty busy week a lot happened uh we, we did we had our first uh dot comedy outing in a while. We haven't had a real outing in a uh. while. We had uh stakes and spades night, the dot comedy stakes and spades night.
1: Which was uh which was fifty percent successful.
0: Yes. We it turned into Dot Comedy Stakes Night.
1: It was uh. it was stakes and, and uh and nostalgic music videos night. Yes. It
0: was it was DJ Marcus doing what DJ Marcus does best. Play the hits. That's what that's what I do. I do my level best to play all the hits, Joey. Um, so we did. We did. We uh, hung out. Um, uh, Avocado Phil was in the building. Uh, your lady was in the building. Yes. DJ Marcus was in the building, and Joe Lo Lafaro. I
1: honestly think it, it was her fault. I think she was trying to avoid learning playing spades. So she just <laughs> she let the night just be. I'm pretty sure that's how that went down.
0: Okay. Well. Can you know how to play spades? I, I know you went to Howard, and they kind of teach you there or something. And, like, of course you take at Howard. Of
2: course I know how to play spades. You cannot graduate from an HBCU and not know how to play spades.
1: Here's the thing. I know that she at least thinks she knows how to play spades because <laughs> I still haven't been reimbursed for a bottle of balsamic vinegar that got broken well, she in order to, to play spades, play spades <laughs> during a barbecue. Yeah, that's, that is
0: true. House. That is very true. That balsamic vinegar costs forty nine ninety nine. <laughs> Uh, we're waiting on wait. that. This
2: is the thing that's h- hilarious about that story. There was a girl—I don't know if it was your cousin or something—who was that white girl that was there with me that at the time when I broke the bottle of vinegar. She like brown hair. I, I feel like it was maybe a cousin of yours or something. She who will not be named. I know who she's talking about. Okay. So anyway, I dropped the bottle of vinegar, and wait. Let me let you guys discuss amongst yourselves. <laughs> I don't she understand. was there with like her boyfriend or something. I don't know. I thought it was your cousin.
0: I don't. I can't.
2: The, the guy's baby mama. What? Who's baby mama? I don't know. She seemed kind of a younger issue. Yeah. Maybe she, she was, was somebody's she, baby mama. She, she was very young. I, I
1: have and so from, many randos come through. Russia. That was Fourth of July. I, you know, the. the Russian baby mama. Russian baby mama. I don't know. Okay, remember.
2: let's discuss it after the show, but let me Rocket. tell you what happened. Yeah, <laughs> was, we'll have to, you'll
1: have to remind me later.
2: So I dropped this uh, bottle of balsamic vinegar. It was very dark, dark to the color. Oh, yeah. And so, oh, my God, I have to clean this up. And the first thing that I saw were some towels that you had in there. Mm-hmm. So I'm wiping it up with the towels. And she's like, no, don't use those because you're going to ruin the towels. I was like, honey, I'm not worried about ruining the towels. I don't want it to stain the grout on the floor. That's more expensive. These fucking towels can be replaced. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to stain the grout, right? So we go out and we tell you, and she's like, oh, we ruined the towels. And I'm like, I was trying to save the grout. And you were like, but my vinegar. Like, you didn't
0: give a <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I may
1: have been, been a little bit drunk about the at grout the time. Or the towels.
0: <laughs> None of that mattered. You broke his vinegar bottle. It fuck, fuck that grout. <laughs> that, was a that gr-
1: <laughs> big bottle of that was a Costco bottle oh, of yeah. balsamic vinegar that is not cheap. No. Balsamic vinegar in general is not cheap. And then like when you buy it in bulk, you're trying to save, but that's only if you get to use oh,
2: the entire <laughs> bottle. <laughs> and you had a good good uh, half a gallon left in there. Oh, it was a good amount. It was quite a bit, which is why she and I were concerned about staining of various items in your house, yeah. and you didn't care about either of those things. No, you no, were no. like, God damn it, my vinegar. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man.
0: But yeah, those were, those were fun times, Joey. I DJ that night. Yes, you did. Uh, I, I played all the hits. There were little kids. In uh, the rain. In the rain. No less. Little kids running around telling me uh, "Tell," they wanted to hear clean versions of songs I didn't have clean versions of.
1: I remember that D'Angelo and Alex were there.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they were kind of playing grab ass.
0: They were playing gay chicken. And in front of my mother. It <laughs> was gay chicken. In that front of my mother, ass. which was, that was gay chicken. They were they were they were playing they were playing who's going to get fucked tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs>
1: And my mom just was like,
0: "Oh, it's I don't remember this gay pizza.
2: chicken. When was that? Was that before I arrived? No. no, it was at
0: the end of the night. No, it was towards
1: the end. I don't know. You might have left already, but yes. that definitely.
0: They got they got drunk enough to where they started playing gay chicken, and and that's usually white boy fun. Uh, it's always surprising when uh when black is, guys. How do it. the
2: rules of gay
0: chicken go? What are the rules of engagements? <laughs> Hey, if you if you don't say it's gay, it's not gay. So whoever gets fucked in the ass wins the game. <laughs> I don't like that game. <laughs> I don't. It's not a fun game. It ain't fun. I, I I've never played personally. I don't. I, I choose not to. Uh, hey, it's 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 safe for other people. That's I, a, that's a little Nas X game. I I <laughs> that's, the, that's the X. games.
1: <laughs> I I tried to once with uh with a f- uh with a friend. A friend's husband and just to because to to make to make her feel uncomfortable because it was funny. Mm. But then it it wasn't funny anymore. And I stopped.
0: It it stops getting funny after a few minutes. (laughs) If you're straight, it stops getting really well. It it was only
1: because she had she had previous this friend had previously told me that she had a nightmare about me and her husband running away together because we got along so well. Mm -hmm. So then it was just to like mess with her at that point. Uh, It. (laughs) But then I was like, "Ah, this feels weird.
0: Mm -hmm. This is a little too much. See, I've, I've, I've played uh, racial chicken. Uh, what? Uh, see, racial chicken's more fun. How does that work? Racial chicken's more fun. It, it's when you're in an elevator full of white people and you're white female. And you try your
2: best to make them uncomfortable. And you make them uncomfortable
0: <laughs> as fuck. So my, my white female friend, her name is Andrea, she would stand on the other side. Like, we would go to casinos or whatever. She would stand mm-hmm. on the other side of the elevator from me. And I'd be like, "Baby, why are you all the way over there? It's twenty twenty nineteen. They will accept our love. You can stand next <laughs> to me. It, it doesn't. Oh, that. Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> you've been privy to that. I, oh yeah I've been, <laughs> this is. And, But it, I've never been called on it. <laughs> so, so it's always funny to watch people's faces when you, are baby. They, they, these white people don't don't need to understand us to to the amount of love I have for you right <laughs> now. You can come over here. Be next to me. Love me. Love me.
1: <laughs> I don't call that uh, racial chicken. I call that Marcus Marcusing. <laughs> Cuz it 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 was very similar to that time we were at uh King's Dominion <laughs> and you you like made friends with the security guard from from the long long ago when you guys used to work together but you didn't Never work together.
0: Never worked together. together. Um DJ Marcus has a, has a uh, sorted history with uh, people with name badges because he work, he's worked in the service industry for a number of years. So when you have a name badge, I tend to talk to you as if I know you because I know your name now.
1: Marcus is the person that reads the name tags.
0: Yes. So if your name is John and you walk up to me and be like, hey, John, how you doing today? And you'll look down and be like, oh, shit, how do you know my name?
1: No, 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 no. Here's how it went. The first like eight people that were employees at King's Dominion, he would- Say, hello, by name, and then say, isn't it a great day to be at King's Dominion? As if he <laughs> was their manager, <laughs> trying to make sure that they were smiling. And then we were in line for, I think it was the Volcano roller coaster. Uh-huh. And that, I don't even know what it's called anymore, because they keep rebranding everything. The Blast um, Coaster. The Blast Coaster. All right, fine. Uh, the Blast Coaster, and this <laughs> this tiny white security guard named Nick. Nick. Which, in retrospect, it's really weird that he was a security guard because he was really small.
0: <laughs> he was a security guard at King's Dominion.
1: He was a toy security guard. He's not,
0: he's not going to be he's too not big. He's
1: guarding nothing. He's suggesting things.
0: Hey, he suggested you, you stay in line he before we su- pull that nightstick out. <laughs> He's
1: suggesting security. <laughs> anyway, uh, Nick goes, oh, shit. I remember you from Safeway. Or some other store. No, it was Giant. giant it was Giant. It was giant. Mm-hmm. Now, the funny part is, <laughs>
0: Cargis previously has worked at Giant. I uh, have worked at Giant. So, <laughs> at this point, it's anyone's game. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it, it just becomes, it becomes okay, who's going to be more ridiculous in how we know each other? And he beat me. Um, he was like, yeah, man, I ain't been the same since you left. Uh, they, 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 like, like five people quit since you were gone I was like wait a minute Is Timmy still there? Is Tim, is Tim and, uh, and John still there? And he was, like, he was like nah they left right before I did I was like wait a minute hold on Who the fuck are these people?
1: Can, <laughs> I shit you <laughs> not this went on an entirely too long time yes. Because the, the line We actually like were got to the tunnel
0: <laughs> To go like. into the line To the ride
2: <laughs> and, So I'm confused Did he really know you or you were just playing along?
0: I don't know if we knew each other we're or not. We're not sure. We're anymore, not, we still do don't even know to this day. Because <laughs> uh, cause I did not remember him at all. And I don't remember, like I, like, I can tell you the honest truth, I remember, like, 2% of the employees who worked under me at any of these companies I worked for. But
1: he lives. remembered you working at an entirely different Giant than you ever worked yes, at. So we're I've pretty sure. Never,
0: that... I've never worked in Southern Virginia in my entire career at Giant Food Fu- or, or uh, Safeway. So I'm not sure where the hell he knew me from,
1: (laughs) but uh, some sort of Marcus doppelganger did. Or the real question is, wow, that was racial chicken because we don't know how (laughs) racist he was to think
0: that this other black guy used to know. This other black guy used to know he used to work at the at the giant with me. You must be him (laughs) because because all y'all look alike. Uh, Like when I got to my new job, that happened. That happened on a number of occasions. Like people would call me the other Marcus. And I finally met the other Marcus. He was a foot taller than me and the side of a barn bigger than me. And I'm like, how the fuck did y'all think that was me? Like, this dude was a behemoth next to me. And I'm a big dude. He was like, he was the.
1: I think Nick's Marcus was Marcus with a K and he was really skinny.
0: (laughs) He thought I just gained weight because I lost my job. (laughs) Well, that could work too, Joe. Oh man, but but Joey, we getting some crazy shit going on in the world, man. Yes, we do. The world is is turning and turning and turning. We got people marrying their 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 maybe sister. We got people slapping meat. We got celebrities out here doing what celebrities do.
1: Oh, so we're not gonna talk about what happened this week.
0: What what else happened this week?
1: We didn't talk about anything this week. Or all all of these stories we. <laughs> what
0: else happened? This, what else happened to you this week, man?
1: I had a I had an interesting weekend. Um What happened, bro? First, uh there may or may not be a serial killer in Beltsville. Okay. Um I happened to be at Costco and there uh you can tell a lot about somebody by what's in their shopping cart um or the lack thereof. Okay. If someone are you are you not alarmed by the fact that there was a man uh leaving Costco with two items that were both The same exact can of Dunkin' Donuts coffee.
0: Was he white? Ish.
2: He was white-ish. Okay, first of all, if he's a white male, he's already predisposed to being a serial killer. (laughs) But also, I don't understand why purchasing coffee is serial killer-esque to you. Could you explain that to us? It's
1: the the fact that he did it at Costco on a Saturday morning. You can't buy Costco on Saturday. You can't buy coffee on Saturday morning. You don't just you don't
0: just, you don't just buy, buy coffee at Costco on Saturday.
1: That's the it's the it's the it's the you don't go through the trouble of prime time Costco for for you know if it's some. For spes- something you can
0: get at the grocery store like that
1: same time. Exactly. Like if there was if there was something like item at least if it was some item that like okay it really only makes sense to buy this at Costco. Like if you're buying like you know, uh, two giant packs of hamburgers for a barbecue that day. That I can understand. Mm -hmm. It's a better value than anything else. But for two cans of coffee, (laughs) you could have gotten any other time. Yeah. From any other store.
0: And it would have been cheaper at any other store, too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, The
1: only reason you need that much coffee is if you've been up all night digging graves.
2: (laughs) Perhaps he's a truck driver.
1: Hmm. Yeah, but the walk, he had that like detached like serial killer shuffle.
2: What serial killer shuffle? What does that? What does that
0: mean? You slightly when you when you're walking and you don't don't pick up your back leg quite enough, like but dragging you, your feet. You kind of drag your foot, yeah. but you don't drag it all away, so it looks like you're still moving. It's like where um, it's like where Kaiser Sose did in uh in The Usual Suspects. Except oh, less exaggerated. It's a, except less exaggerated of the lip. It's, like very it, it's, lip. it's like you're pulling that leg, but it's still working a little bit. Yeah, gotcha. I mean, it's
1: just that everything about the dude was just a little off. Okay, including <laughs> including the uh, the 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 choice of like you understand his clothes were the color of mud, like the jacket and the pants to where the point was like. You he wouldn't know. He can't tell if he's been digging in graves all night because it already is that color.
0: So he's wearing he's wearing mud camo. And I've she never I've never been morning.
1: more angry at those guys that check the receipts <laughs> because I was like, if there was a time to intervene.
0: <laughs> so what do you think he was doing with the coffee, Joe? He just that's gonna keep him wired for the rest of the day. I think it's so
1: he can keep going and find his next prey or finish burying whatever. Okay. Chopping up See, whatever body. I would have went trunk.
0: since he bought the Costco size thing of uh, of uh, coffee. He's pouring it on top of the body to get the dogs off mm. the scent. So when they when the dogs start digging, they, uh, they, they, they 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 do they they won't check because they'll go, Oh, it's just coffee that was spilled out in my yard. Yep. There you go. That's what that's how we figure out the serial anyway. killer.
1: I was there because I was buying flowers because I had to because uh, my my girlfriend decided um that Saturday was a great day to meet her family. All right. Joey meets the family. I did and
0: the uh I but I was Oh my le- goodness. Did you have a good evening with them?
1: Well, here's the thing. I appreciated being invited. What I didn't appreciate is that we did it on 4321. So it was like <laughs> the final countdown. <laughs> like I didn't I didn't need that added pressure.
0: <laughs> so did you feel did you feel a uh a tinge of uh, discomfort in the air by meeting the family.
1: Um, no, it was uh, it was a little unusual. Like it's weird to get to an event that you're, you're told to be there on time, and then every, everyone at the house that you're going to is late within their own home.
2: <laughs> hey, Candace. Joey, I thought you were used to dealing with blacks. Why are you <laughs> surprised? You should know this. This is a basic no, thing. No, I'd
1: be. I'd be surprised if I wouldn't be surprised if it was like a place we were all going to. Mm-hmm. But you live this. I'm going to your house.
0: Doesn't matter. How you be late to your own house? How does grandma not finish cooking until uh, seven o'clock when everybody's supposed to be there to eat at four? No one knows. Exactly. No exactly. one understands black people logic, Joey. It, it's it's we started late preparing this shit. So we're not ready to go when you get there, and I and as I told you, as I told you after you, uh, we talked about this on on Saturday, um, be prepared to be on time to everything, but be prepared to be late leaving if you're meeting up with the rest of
1: them. I mean, I wasn't worried about it. Like I I I, I just was like confused. <laughs> you were confused. I get you. I get you. It was disorienting because you get in there and then you're like, okay, so when's this gonna start? <laughs> I don't like here's the thing. I don't appreciate being left alone with my own thoughts. That's really what it is. You get scared. I'm more scared of my subconscious than I am anything else in the world.
0: I get you on that. I I I will talk myself into it. Amen to that. <laughs> Hell yeah. Like, Hell yeah.
2: I was I actually tweeted something about that the other day, right? Because I was up, I couldn't sleep, it was like 3 a.m. And I was like, what did people do with their own thoughts before like the internet? when you couldn't just mindlessly scroll through Instagram and you just had to be alone with your thoughts at 3 a.m. when you wake up in the middle of the night, that shit is fucking terrifying. Dep- oh.
0: Depends on how far back you go. Um,
2: if it was pre... Like, let's like- say in the 50s. Like, what did they do in the middle of the night when they couldn't sleep? They just had their own thoughts in their own head. Yeah, like well, guess I they had TV in the 50s. They
0: didn't think about anything back then.
2: Well, you thought
0: about the Klan if you were black. Uh, okay, you know what? You thought about you thought about uh, racial unrest if you were white. Uh, yeah, you like, th- but thought you thought just about- have
2: your own thoughts. There's not really a distraction. There's not an electronic yeah. distraction. If you're waking up in the middle of the night, and it's 1942, whatever. You don't have any electronic distractions It's just you and your fucking thoughts in the dark at 2 a.m. That shit is terrifying. You stay asleep. <laughs> I mean <laughs> I mean back then I think they stayed asleep more than
0: we do.
1: I mean, look at that generation though. Mm-hmm. Now they make more sense.
2: <laughs> They're <crazy>. Yeah. <laughs> They're all they crazy. are truly disturbed and hateful. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because they had no
0: distractions, <laughs> distractions. from their evil. <laughs> but that was I mean, that was Candace's generation. I mean, we do we do remember that uh uh we we do we always want to keep a mark. You have
2: to do that Marcus. We were doing so well today. We were doing so well getting along. We heard- had success.
0: I heard the, I heard the ice clink in your glass a little too loud, and I had I had to throw in that one that jab, because I know you're drunk on the other side. Of
2: this. So, so. this is the first one. I'm not drunk yet. We're getting there. We're <laughs> getting there. Oh man. But oh, yeah. that's what they did, right? They drank. So they did. They they drank. Yeah, they drank and beat their wives. I guess that's how they fucking like got off their stress back in the day. You, you know, know all those... they Damn sure didn't go to like therapists. They didn't do that shit. They you know didn't all those stories
0: you know all those stories of those kids that wake up in the middle of the night and their, their dad's just beating their mom? It's because he couldn't sleep.
2: Yeah, and I, because, <laughs> again, they didn't have antidepressants. There was no Prozac in the 40s, right? They just drank a lot of alcohol and fucking beat their wives. Yeah, it's her fault. She's a lunatic. That's, what, <laughs> that's why. And
1: and weed was still criminalized, so you yes. couldn't.
0: Couldn't go smoke weed. I literally yeah. had to
1: do that the other night because I couldn't. Smoke weed? So here's the thing. Um, Joey LaFaro smokes weed? No, I just you can't. So it's one thing to be able to watch TV to help yourself fall asleep and have a distraction right up until that moment so you can avoid the you know mind-running wild thing. Mm-hmm. When you're by yourself, when you have a partner with you and they fall asleep before you do, you need like an, a, to be able to go to another room and find other distractions. Yeah. Or you need a medically-induced coma. So the Good other jeez. day, my option was to go cut a piece of... Weed butter uh, and hit that shit as hard as I could.
2: Just eat weed butter. I I also tend to choose medically induced coma, and uh, my go to is a Tylenol PM and a glass of wine.
1: Your liver hates you.
0: Yeah, your liver. (laughs) (laughs) What liver? (laughs) See, (laughs) I destroyed that shit years ago. See, mine, uh... all right, I'll be honest with you. It involves porn. I'm not gonna lie about it. What it, the if fuck? If I wake up in the middle of the night and my mind is wandering, and I'm like, "Oh, I can't." I thought you were talking about your liver, <laughs>
1: and I was really confused.
2: <laughs> it, it, in my, no, you know, masturbation will put your, will knock you out too. That's also a good strategy. It will. It, it that, that's always it's always a good thing.
1: Again, can't do that with your partner. Well, you could, but you know,
2: you gotta be careful. True. Yeah. That's a whole. Yeah, other... yeah no. It's it's but, you're limited as to when you can do it. To get to on how big, how Why are you taking so many
1: late night showers? <laughs>
2: <laughs> did, I, did you wake up sweating again
0: that's a, that's that's the perfect alibi if you need to go off and when they're sleeping next to you, they, I woke up and I was real sweaty, I had to go take a shower
2: <laughs> sometimes I'll do the Tylenol PM and also the masturbation, just like a double whammy to knock me right out trying to, wow trying to make sure you go straight to, to sleep
1: trying to go to sleep on a positive thought okay.
2: <laughs> it's a, Hey.
0: flick that bean if you need to DJ Scratch It
2: Oh. Yeah, I'll scratch the record real quick sometimes to go to sleep. Especially if I, if I forgot to like get the fucking Tylenol. I'll scratch the record real quick.
0: <laughs> That's what I'm talking about.
1: That doesn't always work for us.
0: What? What doesn't work for us?
1: Masturbating for men doesn't always put you make you tired. Like I know for women like every time it can it usually goes pretty hand in hand. Mm-hmm. For guys it's more complex.
0: I I've 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 masturbated to sleep and I've masturbated to wake up. I've done both. It's 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 a weird it's a weird thing.
1: You to ever do. try to masturbate to sleep and it wakes you up?
0: <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> and that's when I play video games in the middle of the night for the next like five hours.
1: If that doesn't put that's a really that's a really weird place to be in <laughs> when you're like trying to go to sleep and you try masturbation and it has the reverse effect and now you're like, oh, if that didn't work, what the fuck am I supposed to do?
0: Well, then I do it. I do. I, okay. Then
1: you're playing video games with that, like, distressed look on your face. Like, <laughs> I hope I fall asleep again It today.
2: never has the, effect, the reverse effect for me. So I never masturbate, and now I'm wired and up. It always is something that puts me to sleep. Yeah, I think it's a guy. I don't thing. know what kind yeah. of what kind of person, like, it has the opposite effect on. Men. I, Men. It's natural. It has... No, no, I mean, because an orgasm universally is something that tires you out. You're spending a lot of energy to do so. Not so it
0: should put you to sleep. Men don't expend that much energy to orgasm. If you truthfully look at it, we we ho- the the reason men are really like tired after sex is because we are holding back the orgasm that was supposed to happen ten minutes and forty nine seconds ago, and so we're tired because we're mentally drained at the end of sex. Because if I because truthfully, if if you look at if you look at the average man, he'll tell you, I was supposed to come like like way way in the in the long ago.
2: <laughs> it's that it's that that you're holding back the orgasm and it's also the physical thing that you're doing lifting pumping like you're you're a lot of times doing a lot of the,
0: the physical work <laughs> yeah, i ain't lifted the bro. oh wait i,
2: I have I, I haven't lifted a chick in a minute Thank- yeah, i mean you're doing that you're doing a lot of pumping you're doing bridging. a lot of the physical movements too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah bridging
0: bridging bridging is a kind of lifting bridging is a kind of lifting hey that's why my hips are all fucked up. I think I need I need I'm, I'm, I need to get back on like skinny chicks for a minute. Like I, I've, I've, I've i I think I've, I've misaligned my pelvis a little bit. <laughs> That's Not misaligned. Mess with big, girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's That's what big girls it kind of throws off your uh your your weight your rate weight ratios in your body. Like
2: you, Marcus, is that why physical with a, has skinny, skinny chick is just a like waste. Hips?
0: What do you mean it's a waste?
2: Because you're such a large dude, like you can handle a larger woman. So it's like, no, a
0: I, that is not true. Why not? No, you need strong men to handle large women. That's big true. men big men don't necessarily want to be with big women. I, I, this is I, okay.
1: The bed definitely doesn't want The bed a big doesn't man to be want even.
0: this big couple anyway. Like, you got to <laughs> replace the mattresses over and over again if you got a big couple in the bed. We,
1: we, we're not even that big. We broke my bed twice.
2: Oh, my goodness. Joey, what the fuck
0: are y'all doing? Theatrics? Mm. Those theatrics. Those for theatrics. Real. Joe is a thespian in that ass. All right, <laughs> all right now. <laughs> what
2: type of acrobatics y'all got going there you on? Go, breaking man. Beds? Oh my god.
0: Picking them up, picking them up and dropping them down. That's what I talk about. Hey. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I I
1: like <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't all the glamour that you might have matched. <laughs>
0: Well, the end the end result when the bed broke was not a glamorous moment, but up until then you were doing some shit you shouldn't have been
2: doing. Okay, so who who was on top when the bed almost broke? When the bed broke. He broke it twice. You broke it you actually broke it twice? Yes. Jesus Joey.
0: He broke in planks, man. That that uh that fucking uh box spring. Those
1: those planks aren't supported properly and the <laughs> and I have a split box spring. So the I mean it's kind of those those planks don't really have much of a chance.
0: Yeah. You're not winning that that battle. I used to keep my bed on the floor for that reason. Like I used to never put it on a on a uh, frame because I was like, if if I'm be humping on this bed, it just needs to be loaded to ground. It just needs to be on the ground that way it doesn't then doesn't, doesn't splay out and I just end up flopping down on the ground.
1: It's weird that both my brothers <laughs> sleep with their mattresses on the ground, but for entirely different reasons.
2: Wait, you have another brother besides Thomas?
1: <laughs> Me. That was that was the implication.
2: I did not know that you had two brothers. I thought you just had the one. Me. Well, oh, all right, guys. <laughs> but like, how bi- did you have but to? Biologically, that. it's only Thomas, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, just making sure. Got it.
0: I could be a stepdad, but that's a whole other conversation we're not going to have right now. But.
2: <laughs> Yo, the Joey's mom is hot. Jokes have been running since like fucking 2015. They've, they've
0: been running since 1986. The Joey. <laughs> Actually Joey you know, I did not to respond to that. The only
1: time that they haven't been was when she was married to my father. Mm-hmm. Because marriage like just sucked out so much of her energy level. Because
0: they went, how the fuck he get her? <laughs> really? That's the couple? That's the couple we're talking
2: about right now. And they went, okay. Well, I guess something wrong. Okay. Since we're talking since you brought up marriage and sucking out the energy, I wanna ask you something. Sucking Seriously, the think Just in your mind weird, and weird you can direction. each take like a couple of seconds to think about it. And I want you to give me an answer. Of the people that you know that are married, what percentage of the couples do you think are actually happy? Seriously, if I think about the couples that I know, I want to say like 20% are actually happily married. <sighs> think about it. Give me an answer.
0: Okay, the the issue I have with that is the only couples I know. Uh, well, I I know uh, I know young couples, and I would say zero percent of the young couples I know that are this, married are happy. This is what
2: I'm talking about. Um, okay.
0: The older couples I know, they're they're happy. Um, now <laughs> they're happy now because they've gone right, cause through. They've
2: just given up, and they're like, "This is what my life is." Well, no, they've
0: <laughs> gone they've gone through some stuff, so now they're. They've built a happiness on top of all the stuff they've gone through. Like they've okay. gotten they've gotten through the war and now they're like, all right, you know what? This is peace time and, and I like this person still. I mean
1: I'm trying to count all the all the marriages I'm like aware of. Right. Um just think
2: about the people that you know, old, young, whatever that are married. How many of you think are actually happy? It's it's very
1: few for me. I feel like, for me, it's, like, three out of five, but I also... Okay, so that's more But, than I, not. but that also is kind of, like, confirmation bias, because there were, there were some that I knew going in, I was like, eh. And my opinion is kind of, like, also not direct. Like, I don't... I'm not with them every day, and I haven't been around mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But of the ones, you know, and it's, you know, I think it's outwardly, they'd all say yes.
0: Yeah, they didn't ever want to say yes their hand. But
1: the ones that I know, I think... think I... I I, I, you know, I'm around and I feel like there's kind of a glow there, so to speak. Yeah. There There's probably about, you know, that that's that's kind of the ratio that I would count. when still with, yeah. most of them, but that's also, like, ones I would have, like, I was, like, you could tell going in that it was going to stay that
2: You can tell when people are happy versus they're saying they're happy. You can tell that. It's <laughs> right. just like you said, the glow, right?
1: Well, and I just also- feel
2: like... People are always like say, "Oh, when are you gonna get married? When are you gonna doing this?" And if you look at their marriage, they're fucking miserable, well, and they're trying to push that institution on somebody else when they're not even happy.
1: I don't think it's necessarily the institution that matters one way or another. It's for me, the one that the one that the way it works to me is either you felt like you were in the relationship so long that you had to either get married or <laughs> or leave, and you're. And if you were too if you got married because you were too scared to leave, those are the ones that are unhappy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The ones that the ones that
2: that got married because there was a kid or the ones that got married because their religion said they had to. All the ones that got married because of any other reason besides they just wanted to be married. Right. But that's also miserable.
1: Yeah. That's also because you're afraid to leave. Right. For For, whatever whatever reason, I'm afraid to leave because I don't want you know my kid to not have uh, two parents. I don't. I'm afraid to leave because my family will perceive it. I'm yeah. afraid to leave because I don't know. But most of them, most of them are, is I'm afraid to leave because I don't know if I'll find anything else. Yeah. But that's also just like cause it, and it's weird that we've gotten to this subject. But one thing that. <laughs> one thing that i think is like true that that i don't think we people talk about enough is people always talk about like their greatest fear in life in it being oh i'm afraid of heights oh i'm claustrophobic oh i'm i'm afraid of talking to large groups of people <laughs> it it's none of that you know what the biggest most common like greatest fear is it's it's like starting o- starting over it's like mm-hmm. going into that unknown where you have to kind of find a new normal yeah. for yourself, outside of a relationship. Reestablishing yeah. that is terrifying. It's one of the, like it's 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 like you could have the most brave, you know. But but like, ask them to do that. Ask them to like really step outside down, of themselves. Step outside who you are in the relationship <laughs> and find out who you are again without it. Yeah, like that's terrifying.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't think starting over is starting over is a big fear for people. But also being lonely is a big fear for people. And they're like, this it's is both. the person that I'm with. I already have this person, so let me just stay here. It's not about starting over. Because they don't have to start over, right? They can just be by themselves. But that's not an option. People are, like, terrified to be well, alone. And they're making these decisions for these relationships based on that. And then they're miserable.
1: It's both. It's both. Because like who you are in a relationship is not who you are outside of one. And figuring out, like, who that is and... Because like, in order for you to meet somebody else, you got to solve that riddle first. Like, especially considering like this is literally what I've gone through in the past year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I literally was forced to go through this. You and And, I both. (laughs) And yeah, and and speaking from experience, like uh, like it like that relationship should have ended much much sooner. But I was like determined. What kept it
2: going? The fear to start over.
1: I think, I think I tricked myself. Like, part of it was I was like, well, if it's going to fail, it's not going to be because I didn't put all my effort out there. Mm-hmm. I'm the kind of person who likes to, like, ex- make sure I, I've, I've, it's, if it's failing, it's not because I didn't try hard enough. Mm-hmm. So it's important for me to kind of, like, leave it all out on the field, so to speak. And I felt like I did that. Um, on the other hand, um, I also, like, admittedly, like there were times where I I knew it should have ended sooner. But yeah, it was it's terrifying. Especially when you're like living with somebody. Mm-hmm. Having to go and like figure out how okay, how am I gonna go afford my own place, find a place of my own and, and go and where should I live? What should I, you know, do? Um reestablishing that all those pieces of your mm-hmm. life, you know, especially when like, you know, with that relationship and everything around it, it forms so much of who you are. Um, that, like, and then you then you have to talk about, like, are your friends intertwined? Like, that's a whole other piece of it.
2: It becomes your idea. Hey, I think there's something wrong with me because none of that scares me. In fact, I almost prefer, like, being by myself. I don't have to consult with anybody before I do anything. I don't have to worry about this other person's feelings. It's just whatever I want to do whenever I want to do it. And like in a relationship, everything's like a group decision, and you have to be concerned about somebody else's feelings. See, so it's it's certainly not about want, this whole thing of I have to start over. I, I, I don't know it. You want to know what's crazy, Joey. Brought, Go ahead, Marvin. You know you know, okay. It, it,
0: here's some crazy shit. Right. <clears throat> the last two relationships I had ended exactly for the reason oh. you just said. <laughs> I don't want to tell people what I'm doing all the time. I don't want to be that guy who has to. If I say I'm gonna do something, as long as I, as long as you know in your heart I'm not cheating on you, you should be fine with anything I say I'm doing. Um, yeah. There's so much consulting. And a, and to, a, yeah, and but, it's like it, and, and I'm I'm a big believer in taking people at face value. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you, if I've never given you a reason to say, hey, this is a bad situation, don't believe that it's it's a bad situation. Because you because you, you can't if you do that, then you're you're basically leaving that person at a disadvantage no matter what they do.
2: Trust is difficult for a lot of people, Marcus, especially women. They've been treated poorly and lied to. for. Well, a
0: here's lot. here's the thing about trust. Here's the thing about trust. As far as as far as men go, I don't trust any of these bitches. I oh don't ca- I don't <laughs> care how it goes. I don't trust any of them. I believe in myself that I've made good decisions, so I let shit go. That is the difference. I don't. You don't need to trust anybody. I don't trust. I don't. I don't trust Joey. And, it's, you, and this is this see, is, if this is felt- probably the closest relationship I have. I this is, <laughs> but this I don't trust Joey in the fact that I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go. Okay, everything I have, I would entrust in Joey. There's nothing that I would not that that everything I own in life is divided amongst like five different people. Okay. My life insurance policies they're divided amongst five people. Mm-hmm. My every, every all my bank accounts, my so there's no sole beneficiary for anything in my life.
1: Oh yeah, well you
0: shouldn't trust me with money. That's yeah. been proven. Uh, I'm giving you no reason to. Daughter,
2: that's the sole beneficiary. I my, would think
0: my daughter's not the sole beneficiary, but my until she's 18, my daughter will have there will be guardians over everything.
2: Oh yeah, of course, because she's a minor. It
0: officer. is it is groupthink until she turns 18 when she gets gotcha. control of everything. But at this current moment. I don't and
2: I don't trust. I don't trust a single it's her person. And her mom, I guess, at this current moment. No, it doesn't go to her mom. Why the fuck? Uh... Well, because that's her guardian to help her no.
0: to help her money. No, my, my okay. Out in all honesty, my sole ben- my beneficiaries right now are my brother and sister. So they okay. get to decide how life works. If I if I die tomorrow, mm, they gotcha. get to decide how everything whatever happen. Everything I own goes to the two of them, and they get to decide what goes from there. Okay. And and I, I made that decision a long time ago. because so, it, cause it goes, all right. I trust them. I trust the two of them to make decisions together very well. Mm-hmm. I don't trust a single person to make a good decision. You shouldn't. I don't. I don't. Because it, it, like truth, when they put the when they put the decision on whether or not when whether or not I well um, when my mom passed away, and they put the decision on me. Hey, you think you're gonna be able to tell a doctor to stop resuscitating her? I went, I don't fucking know. I, I looked at them all around the corner. I went, I don't know. That's a group thing. That's like the whole family going to tell me to do Well, that's something that
2: you leave in your will. What are your wishes? If you wish to not resuscitate. I ain't got no wishes. You do. You tell your, like whoever is the executor or whoever is your power of attorney, whoever's going to speak for you, you, let, you tell them what your wishes are. Do you want to be resuscitated or not? That's how that works. The next woman I'm with,
0: I will trust them wholly and completely. And I will tell them every day That'll be my that's my new love language. Telling you out loud, I trust you. <laughs> that's how that's how you that's that's how you that's how you know Marcus loves you. If he looks no, you right no. in your face and says I trust Hold you. Hold on.
2: So the reason why I, I brought this whole thing up is this. Is that you know Hassan's he's uh Indian, he's Muslim his family is devout Muslim, and like marriage is like a big thing for them. It's like the whole their whole goal in life is you get married and you have these kids. Mm-hmm. And it's like for me, I've never cared about marriage. You like I am not one of these women who like feels like being a wife is like my goal in life and I'm I'm don't have worth if I'm not a, a wife. I don't care. Mm-hmm. And all the people that are like trying to tell you to get married, probably like 90% of them are married and fucking miserable. Yeah. So it's like you're not a good advertisement for this institution that you're pushing on me. And I just, I was just wondering if that is. My experience that most of the people that I know are that are married are not happy, or if that's in general, most of the people that are married are just not happy. So that's why I was asking. I that. find that
0: one of the two people is happy. If you look at if you look, at, oh, if like you look in, at
2: like in the marriage,
0: if you look at most marriages, one of the two people is happy. Yeah, really? but you should On go av- by most at the... most, most, most marriages, but you shouldn't be it grading like your both people are happy or both people look, are miserable.
1: You shouldn't make any judgments about marriage as a whole based on what's surrounding you it's a decision everybody has to make for themselves with the person they're with and you decide as a uh together if that's a good fit for what your goals and your life are going to be mm-hmm. like it, if it, if you're gonna be together you might as well because like there's mm-hmm. a lot of benefits from just cohabitating tax purposes like there's sometimes you know so if you're you're together for like five or six seven years then i mean you might as well have been married during that time it's like there's plenty of things you could do precautionary from like a you know prenup standpoint for the Mm -hmm. social contract aspect of it and if you're in a long that long-term of a relationship, it you is kind of married anyway. It it doesn't like it's you're you're married, <laughs> you're unofficially married. It's just that it's just like hemming but and hawing exactly over titles. that's
2: exactly what I'm talking about, Joey. People who get married just because we might as well, and they're stuck in this thing and they're miserable.
1: Well, but that's a different problem. Like either you, to me, either <clears> you've <throat> at that point you should know either I want to keep I want to keep this going, or I don't. And if you're getting married just to get married because you're afraid to sh- to to be alone, and I'm not, no. Well, then, I mean, if you're, if it's anything other like, to me, if like, if you're, if it's
0: anything ha- other than love. If you're, if like, it, you, you don't, shouldn't get married truthfully. Like if, if you're not in love with that person, if you're in you love, should with, never marry that person. Yeah,
1: and even then, you know, you could love somebody, and then it's just it's just not a good, you're just not a good fit for each other. If you yeah. if you love each other and your and your life you fit together, like living a life together, creating a life together makes sense, then yeah, you, there's no reason not to do it. It's I just a,
2: think that it's just that the people the marriages that I know they don't seem happy, and I think like to Marcus's point like do you love each other? These people who are married, they got married, so they must have loved each other at some point that's and not then well see there's and they fucking hate each other. So is it is it marriage is that the part that makes you miserable? Well because people if change. If they married each other, they must have been in, they must have loved each other at each other at some point is so what I think. So here's
1: here's here's the couple pieces of it, right? There's a lot of things that we we marriage is such a com- complex organism as a in a sense because people have been doing it wrong forever. Like you right. have so many different ways people look at marriage, so many different ways, so, many, so much pressure that's been put on it historically. Mm-hmm. Like, you kind of need to level set and stop looking at it from the historical record of what happened with marriage because is, historically, we've done marriage wrong for so many years. And we've done relationship. We're still working on getting relationships right, let alone marriage. So yeah, if marriage you stop looking at, um, first look at the relationship part of it, Itself, a lot of the people who are getting married and having are miserable is because of a, uh, one of several things. One, they either, they one of the person wasn't one person was in love with the idea of the other person mm-hmm. and not the reality. Yep. And, mm-hmm. and as you and as you're in as you're now tied together, you start to realize that what you thought you were you were you were committing to isn't who you thought you were committing to, right. That's, that's just a self-awareness thing. Other thing, sometimes people get married before they finish, finish figuring out who they are individually. They are, yes. And that's very common. Mm-hmm. A yeah. lot of people get, or, you know, especially the pressure to get married young and do that kind of thing. So Absolutely. you see, you see those, those kind of patterns where, and that's where that like people changing comes in is because you are getting married before you're two people. Well, you Figure it emo- out yourself. If you're two adult, emotionally mature people you should be able to get into a relationship and either and know who you're who you're with and you should be able to go into a marriage with confidence that that you're going to stay who you are at that point if one of you is ahead of the other you have to consider that as part of that as part of the process and you need to make sure that that's okay but you need to not look at the other person with rose colored glasses is is one of the biggest issues the other thing is like, some people get married and haven't even tried living together yet which is a huge yeah. a huge <laughs> mistake. Like you if you're going to like cohabitate after, you should be cohabitating before.
0: I don't bel- oh, okay. All right. So I ag- I agree in my in my in my secular life as a human, I agree wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. But in my newly found spiritual life that that goes against the principles of most religious dating. Most religions believe that you should not cohabitate.
1: I'm aware of this. Mm-hmm. And with all due respect, fuck that.
0: Right. That's not respectful. Most you can't, say all, you can't say, say all due respect say fuck that.
2: I can say a lot hate of hate other hate
1: things hate. I want to say because right. religions get me triggered with this bullshit. Yeah,
2: me too. But me
1: too. <laughs> like it, it it doesn't it doesn't make it's not it's not with what we're trying to do anymore. You know, it, it, it you can't you can't tell me to go and be faithful and have all these rules around or, around my around my marriage but not let me figure out who I'm marrying.
2: Exactly. So not cohabitating before, not sleeping with the person before you're married. Like these are things that you need to know are, am I physically compatible? Can we cohabitate together? These are things you definitely need to know before you marry somebody.
0: True. You do. I agree. You do. And, I do. I do. Un- I, and I've done it. And, so it's not like I'm sitting here from a, from a hypocritical standpoint and going, nah, you can't do that. That's, that's wrong. No, I agree. I mean, but look I, at, I also see the benefits of not doing it.
1: Look at who we were talking to about last week—the Derek Jackson bullshit—and uh-huh. and these and these gurus. People are still going to these type of people for advice on relationships, and these fuckers don't know what the fuck they're talking about. As long as people are going to these type of people for advice, you're going st- to Steve Harvey's and the other freaking nitwits—all who have had problems—and they're going to try to act like they know what the fuck they're talking about.
0: Uh, okay, I agree. There's,
1: there's a lot of confirmation not... bias and a lot of other issues. There really needs to be. I, I, I highly recommend um, Romani Malco is a really good follow. He does a real, he does he puts out a lot of good content talking about emotional maturity and some of the things that go along with that. One of the biggest issues in like 90% of relationships, not even marriage, just relationships. How about just and even just between people? How about being mature enough to know how to express your emotions in a constructive manner?
2: And it takes a while to learn that. And if you think about our parents' generation, they were getting married and having kids at like 22 years. Like my parents had me, they were 22 years old. Do you know who the fuck you are when you're 22? No. That it, is like fucking several Well, here's okay. Well, that, right.
1: you also think that whole generation was around like if you express emotions you're soft. So everything was repressed. Uh-huh. We we we've been taught conditioned yep. to repress shit for decades. Even our generation struggling to shake well, off
2: men specifically, men specifically are taught to not the women. Right. The men are taught to not were taught to not express themselves emotionally.
0: Okay, here's here, here's where we, here's where we diverge fully in this conversation. It's a different world we live in today mm-hmm. than than those people of the past. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, when your parents got married at 22 and had you, mm-hmm. they were they came from a the life that was around them uh-huh. made it necessary for them to do that right it wasn't where we are today where that where that doesn't necessarily have to be an option because the family unit was the only thing that was going to keep keep uh, society from collapsing we've learned right. that that's not true anymore mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. in the black community we we've learned lear- we've we've learned that we've learned that that, that family unit and that family structure what was not necessary to keep everyone good to a certain degree. Now mm-hmm. we've gotten to the point where these individuals who aren't married, who are single, who, who've choo- chosen to be single, who've chosen to live their life as such are now better voices and better gauges of mental health than than people uh-huh. who were in relationships early and people, who, people from that generation. Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. we, we're at a point where those things are starting to clash with one another. Mm-hmm. So now you have people like me who have sat in both worlds. because mm-hmm. uh, again, I my, my my I came from a single mom, but I watched mm-hmm. I watched my dad grow a family. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's one, it's one of those things where you look at it and you go, okay, both of those I can see. I did too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did as well. And that
1: was our basically our generation. Like the, yeah. the millennials went are literally this like weird pocket of change where we have all these like bad old historical traits that we were raised with as normal like this is what you do there's so many things we picked up and like including like including some like homophobic shit i mean mm-hmm. like i was like our whole generation was going that's gay like it, like as a, and and not even thinking yeah. of and the funny part is most of us don't even weren't even thinking about homosexual people when we said that
0: yeah that's yeah, like, just the person that's
1: just that's just the, the was, that, just, was the, that, that was the we, phrase that was just the phrase yeah. then mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. now and now we've had to like unlearn that habit and i did i, I i'll admit there's certain things that happen during when i'm playing video games that are just going to happen <laughs> yeah and, and, I, and, I, <laughs> and, I, and i and i try to i try to like acknowledge when i've made that mistake and it's not something but it's not but it, like at the end of the day like those that's that's like the millennial hole whole in a nutshell right like we're in in there's we've gone through this period where we've we've watched the the glass break on every single like thing that when we were that we were when we were under before we were ten years old was this is the way it is this is your family, this is your duty these are the good things that you should be and by the by by the time we were teenagers, everything was falling apart mm-hmm. Everything, every single thing, and by now, like, everything, every single bit of that's wrong. We don't trust anything. We were, you know, as, you know, that was the 90s were that time where divorce and, and everybody was like, marriage is bullshit. Everybody was throwing marriage under the bus after years of it being forced as, you know, something that's When had you to force, be
0: when you force something on people, mm-hmm. revolt is the natural way of things. Right. Um, Right. It's not. It's never gonna be a cut as cut and dry as this was good for everybody,
2: and everyone should do it this way. Um, every, but that's sell it right. That they sell marriage as this is what you're supposed to do. This is what you and and the thing because is that, it, you guys because are it because of like uh, separated relationships. And my parents. I grew up with my parents being married, both parents in the home the whole time. And my question is this. Who is a happier, um, healthier, emotionally adequate uh, kid? The person who their parents who didn't love each other separated, and you had separated parents, or the per or the person whose parents didn't love each other but they stayed together, and then you grew up in that home it watching was the, it's a loveless marriage. It's not based
1: was on helping? that. That's the problem. Is- yeah, we
0: used to base it on that. It's the kid. Now. It's the it's the thought now is the kid. It's the person individually, and how they how they view the world. That doesn't. That shapes you to a degree. Like that can it turn. Does.
2: Definitely shapes. That you. can turn
0: you into a whore as a as if your mom. If say you say your dad, your dad was out sleeping with multiple women, mm-hmm. and you're and you've seen it your whole life, and you think mm-hmm. that's the way it's supposed to be, you'll turn into that that ideology. Some in some people, but in others, it could be it, it could work the opposite way. Where you look and go, my dad may have been ha- out there saying he's happy, but he went home alone every night. And I didn't, uh-huh. I didn't see the happiness that I could get from a steady relationship. So it depends on the person. It doesn't depend on, it doesn't depend on what that, what their parents did. I can't
1: speak to your experience. Um, mine was essentially this. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily based on the parents, uh, one way or the other um what really what really or sorry the kid i think it's based on the the parents but in the respect of who are you to the kid how are you to the kid
0: mm-hmm.
1: in either state do you are your kid if your kids are your world then it doesn't matter you could be separated together whatever allows you to put the kid first that's going to make for the better parent but and so that, that that can and that can be either way, right? Like if you can have parents that stay together or that, that are together and raise a, raise a kid. But you could also have parents that that are, that are together and like they're too busy fighting to put the kid put mm-hmm. the kid first or raise the kid first. You could have parents that are separated and they both are able to put the kid first because they don't have that tension anymore, but you also could have them separated and the one parent still does but the other parent moves on and it can be cuz because it can be hard to to kind of stay attached but not be and it makes it hard a lot of parent a lot of people don't like you once you get that separation it's hard to both be invested in the kid despite being apart yeah that's a challenge but it can be better but it all just depends on for the kid my experience was when um cuz my my parents separated when i was about uh nine nine or ten mm-hmm. and up until that point my dad was like my hero like i was i was the first kid and you know i remember wanting to be just like him every single bit i was like i want to I wanna, you know i want to get dad's approval you know um i was definitely that kid and then when he started seeing my now stepmother that shifted and it was very obvious that it shifted and that energy shifted, and it affected me. It had a very deep effect on me for a very long time. Um, and so, you know, that can that can that's what really is going to make or break the you know who you know, the the the, the development. Now, I turned out okay. I sure,
0: think. you could say that more you more say or less. You're good. You're um, good. You just need a hug every now and again. You're yeah. good.
1: Um, but like, but that's I think at the end of the day, it, it's it's. It, you could you could be together. You could be together or apart. It doesn't really define how you, uh, the parent you have to be. That's a covenant you have to keep with yourself, mm-hmm. and you have to decide what kind of parent you want to be, and you in whatever allows you to do that best. But that so when it comes to the the you know the separation part of it, that that's that.
2: no, I I understand what you're saying, but what I'm saying is that the focus on the value is on this marriage, so people who are unhappy stay together. Because it's like, oh, we think that having our marriage together is better for the kids. What is better for your kids is to see you happy and emotionally healthy. And if the separation is what makes you happy and emotionally healthy, then that is the thing that you should do. Because it's not healthy for a child to stay and be raised with this marriage that's miserable.
0: Well, you never know what you're going to end up, how you're going to end up being as a person. I didn't know how happy I could be without without my ex and my daughter being home with me every day. Mm -hmm. So it it was never, it was, it was a, at first it was a sad, a lot, or it's like, I don't know what, I don't know what to do. I'm supposed to be a father. I'm supposed to be husband ish in that situation. Then it goes, all right, well, I'm not supposed to be that. Other people have done it. I'll be different Mm -hmm. and I'll just be dad. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. But then you make yourself, you make your, you make that, that, what, what you, what tends to happen in that aspect. You stop making life a priority and you make, the child, the only priority, and then you don't live. Yeah. So then you close yourself off. So then your kid see, not only sees you as a as alone, but then sad, alone, and only worried about them all the time, mm-hmm. and not focused on the rest of the things that should be focused on as a person. Right. Mm-hmm. Which and because because again it, it it's again that's the reason why the the mythos of the family needing to be together exists mm-hmm. because. Mm-hmm. You should have a partner that will pull you out of, if they're really your partner, mm-hmm. they should be able to pull you out of all that immaturity, and make you a better person for the family. Yeah.
2: So if yes. it, it, that's relationships the, should make you better and not yeah. worse. Yes. Relation,
0: but and that's where all the that it, it. So to circle back on why these relationships are bad, it's because one of the partners isn't doing their part to build that other person to where they should be or they can't because that's not the person you're supposed to be with Mm -hmm. because it's not in them to do that. If you, if you, if I like a B and my partner says CD is the best thing in the world, she's never going to get me. So if I'm married to her, we're always going to be doing CD shit and my AB stuff's going to get pushed to the back burner. And that's where, that's when that angry partner
1: you just have to have a trade-off. You have to have – you can have – No, it
0: doesn't need to be a trade-off. It doesn't need to be – it doesn't – there is a person uh, – that, that's what I've come to learn. That's what I've come to learn. It doesn't need to be a trade-off. If you are not – if you are not – you can't be content in marriage. You can't be content and in, in actually be in a successful, happy marriage. I don't see that as working because something's going to fall by the wayside that – Maybe you, maybe you don't. Maybe, okay, okay. Here, here's, here's how. Here's how I make it. Here's how I make it normal for you. Normalize it, okay? You like having sex. Mm-hmm. Your partner only wanted to have sex three times in the entire time you've been married, but you love her, so you stayed and you you became content in masturbating in your leather chair. For in your in your favorite chair talking about my grandfather that's <laughs> fucked up nothing no it this has to make it real for you. you've become comfortable in masturbating in that chair for sixty fucking years because mm-hmm. you're content in the relationship mm-hmm. I that's would not. go back I would go back those sixty years as the person I am now looking at that relationship and go, "Dude, get the fuck out
1: yeah, no, no no, it's not healthy and it's not that and that's different though like. <laughs> that's sorry. not the same I'm sorry i pulled your graph no no, no,
0: no no i mean
1: <laughs> like y- you can have you're never going to have the like every, you agree on everything but you need to just this is like when it goes back to like it's so important to understand who you are yeah and appreciate and know what you appreciate and know what you know the things that are important to you and be able to express
0: that everyone should have their non-negotiables and it's not even
1: non-negotiable.
0: Some Everyone, no, s- it's non-negotiable. It should be sh- some shit that you just cannot cannot do without. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't believe that I should be able to. To, I don't believe that a partnership should have me push something that is non-negotiable for me as a person.
1: No, no, no. no. I agree. Like you should, you should absolutely have some non-negotiables. Uh, you should be allowed to have some non-negotiables, yeah. and you need to ba- ba- basically make sure. That should be a very early on conversation, right? Yes. If we have we have non-negotiables, and we each have one that are in the, our opposites... We need to separate. That's not going to work. Yeah. There's a doom, doomsday button coming for us, one one way or another. Um, Me and
0: Candace have not discussed our non-negotiables yet. That's why our relationship is so strong today. There's
1: <laughs> There are some things where you can go, look, I can, you know, where you can find middle ground, or you can, you know... Work some things out where it's like, like, and, like there's like even my my current relationship. I I I knew she didn't care about football like within the first five minutes, but mm-hmm. I made sure she understood this is a big part of my life. So it really behooves this working if you if you're open to it or at least you know tolerate it, mm-hmm. but un- but at least appreciate. And it goes back to and you know, I was talking about this during the quarantine. There's a big difference between. Be accepting something someone likes and appreciating it. Yes. And I feel like one of the things that is going to make or break some of these relationships and has over the past two past year is do I appreciate the things that I don't care for that my partner cares for? Because if I can appreciate why it's important to them, even if it's not important to me, I'll be able to understand that they need some time to do that. If I accept it, it's gonna eventually wear on you. Yeah. When you're when you're in that, conf, cl, you know, when you're exposed to it on a regular basis, like normal. And quarantine kind of was that like compressed, concentrated version of of life for a lot of people. And so those things that you accepted now now that's being really put to the test. So it and, and, Shit, and, that, yeah. and it goes back to and it goes back to like again. Being able to express that stuff. So, yeah, express your non-negotiables. Express the things you like. Don't be afraid to, like, go. Those things should never fall by the wayside as long. Nothing should fall by the wayside that you, unless it was, like, really, like, okay, I said that, but do I really, do even I really want that? You know, there's some things that you
2: can decide, like,
1: okay, I grew out of this. Because that happens, too. Mm -hmm. There's some things I used to do that I just, like, I'm like, meh. If I, get to do it
2: now. I, I think that like discussing non-negotiables, like for our parents' generation, that wasn't an option. It wasn't like okay, we can't, we're not compatible in these areas, and these are my non-negotiables, so we can't be married. Mm-hmm. That was never an option for them. No, they just wasn't. had to deal with that shit. And and a lot of the a lot of that is and.
0: I know this is probably going to be a uh,
1: and they weirdly wore it as a badge badge of honor too. Unpo-
2: <laughs> yeah, like they w- people from that generation are like, "Oh, we've been together for fifty-seven years, and it's like this badge of honor." But you've been miserable for fifty fucking two of them. You could see <laughs> the scars. <laughs> you could see the scars of, of
1: that relationship on their face.
2: Yeah, and and
0: I yeah. and I believe, and this is an unpopular opinion, men take the brunt of that because men have been trained especially since since we we've we've at some point we 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 found out that we have to have a woman for some reason um and we have to make her happy all the time in order to keep my home happy Happy wife wife, happy happy life yeah uh that became the nonsense uh, retort after after ww2 i guess when all them all them servicemen came home and started beating their wives and they were like she ain't happy. You ain't gonna have her for long. It's like, no, that's not how this works.
1: I literally had <laughs> an ex, and we had a conversation after, uh, after, after the relationship had ended, and she wanted to do something or whatever, and I, I, or I said something kind of mean, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Haven't you heard of happy wife, happy life?" Like, yeah, I have. I tried that. Didn't work. <laughs> and then she was like, "Oh, oh, yeah, you're right."
0: Because, <laughs> happy husband. <laughs> She's
1: like, "Yeah, I, I, you know, you did, you did, you didn't do really do anything that wasn't gonna make me happy." Yeah. But happy husband doesn't
0: up. matter. And the and the at the end of the day, like the happy a happy wife in the in in the long run is is a good thing, but a happy husband, as long as you're making as long as you're making money and coming home every day, you might as well be happy.
1: Happy wife, happy simp.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's that's what it boils down to Yikes <laughs> um, uh, That's it. And, uh, and this was
1: an interesting rabbit hole that we've gone down and That's
0: yeah, most of our show I,
2: I didn't mean to take us into a therapy session today That was not my intention But it's just something that's been on my heart and on my mind So I kind of wanted to bring it to the podcast and see what you guys thought I just feel like For the most part, the marriages that I know are not happy ones but these same people that are in unhappy marriages are trying to you push it on others. They're like, "Yeah, you should get married." I'm like, "Bitch, you are miserable. Why are you telling me to get married?" So Ask them why. If that was my experience alone, or if other people felt that way as well. People
0: need to start being honest idea. and having honest conversations. When somebody asks me something stupid, I go, "Why?" That 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 makes it okay. Why? Okay, I should get married. I should have. I should have more kids. Why? What about what you're telling me to do right now works for me? And that'll stop them from talking to you, A. And it'll stop them from from giving you pointless advice, B. Um, what, I, what I've learned when you do that, people tend to think you're an asshole. And I'm good with that now.
1: There are only two people you should talk to about that, uh, yourself and your partner. True. No one else's opinion matters. No one else's uh- experience matters. It's what's right for you and your partner and the future of your relationship. And the same thing goes with kids. Where you want it to go.
0: Same thing goes with kids. The only people that should have conversations about kids are the parents that made them and the parent themselves. I I am a staunch believer in that. Um, I, I I believe wholeheartedly that no one else has to pay the bills for an individual. You only have to pay the bills for yourself. No one else in this world has to pay them for you. So you have no say in what I do with my life. And I think Candace left the conversation. <laughs> it's just us. I think she got she got upset by that. I think she wanted more say in what I do. But I'm gonna give her more say, Joey. I'm I'm gonna let her I'm gonna let her talking about what I do. Um, if she wants me to lose weight, I'll do it. Cause I make a happy wife out of her. I don't know what happened on that. <laughs> Did she lead the conversation? I is don't
1: know. L- oh, is she trying to yeah trying no, to she, call back
0: in. She she left. Like I can see us on the screen.
1: Mine's delayed, so I didn't see that until just now. (laughs) I I thought that might be where you were going.
0: Oh, Uh, man, but we've gotten to the end, Joe.
1: Do you want to do a real rapid fire on the topics we we promised our audience we would talk about today?
0: All right, rapid fire. Let's hit them.
1: All right. Uh, So uh, DMX had a bit of an episode and is not in a good state. Cocaine's
2: Mm. a hell of a
0: drug. (laughs) There she
1: is.
2: Back. back. Sorry.
0: All right, we we're hitting we're gonna hit the rapid fire uh comedy shit and we're gonna hit on these topics real quick and we can get out here for the week, Candace. Okay. All right. So DMX is in is still in the hospital right now. He is in a medically induced coma. Uh some after... of his
1: fifteen kids are among the hospital visitors.
2: <laughs> oh, is that what they said a medically induced coma? Because the last thing that I heard was that he was like doing better or whatever when his attorney said. That he was like, okay. Do you remember that statement that yeah. he
1: made? No, the uh, latest is that he is—he uh, remains in the ICU in a vegetative state.
0: Yeah, he in a medically induced coma. He had a heart Holy attack. Holy shit,
2: and it was because of what, a drug overdose? Yeah.
0: Okay. God he's, damn it. He's been a he's crackhead He's too goddamn old to be doing drugs. He's like 52. He's been a crackhead. You can't take crackhead out of crackheads. <laughs> I've, I've known <laughs> enough crackheads in my life, and they, they don't stop being crackheads because they get older. They just you suppl- can't do
2: drugs over fifty. You gotta fucking stop. Yeah,
0: oh, you man. can. Oh man, what what happened? Something new happened. Um.
1: So it sounds like the way I'm reading this, uh, it's kind of it's kind of just they're they're there to say goodbyes at this point.
0: Yeah, uh, it seems that way. And oh no. <laughs> yeah,
1: and and here's the mess. The extra extra uh salt on that wound is, um, because of COVID restrictions, mm-hmm. they. Can only have one child go see him at a time. At a time. So it's gonna take like fifteen visits for them all for him to see all the kids, That's or for all the kids to see him.
0: It's fifteen hours out of a twenty-five hour day. Um, twenty-four hour day. That sucks, man.
1: Fifteen kids. Jeez.
0: You didn't know he had that many kids.
1: And not know he had that many kids. Yeah,
0: he has. He has a lot. That's a lot. How many baby mamas? Think uh, three, nine different women. Nine? Oh, okay uh it says here good lord so i know he cheated on his wife a bunch of times that's a crackhead man he's a, i mean I, I i feel bad for him cuz i love dmx dmx is still still one of my like top 5 rappers of all time in my book um but again i don't feel i i feel empathy not sympathy for crackheads it's, it's never been that way it's always been that way for me i don't do i don't do any drug that will inhibit my my ability to still wake up every morning
2: He's not a crackhead. What, what was the drug that he OD'd on? Crack. It's not crack.
1: This particular crack? article does not uh It was specify. crack.
0: He's been a crackhead for years.
2: There's no way. Did you watch,
0: it, did, did you watch the the uh, Rough Riders documentary on BET? I did not. They talk about his crack addiction in a large portion of that. Like one episode is about his crack addiction. Oh, Wow. So he he's been a, he's been a functioning crackhead for a number of years. He's overdosed like 3 times. This isn't the first God time. Damn. So it's not like it's it's I would ho- I would yeah, it, I would want him to be better, but again,
1: he doesn't reference the drug other than the rapper claims his problems with addiction began when he was tricked into smoking crack at 14. So mm-hmm. um
0: he's had crack problems his whole life. Tricked into smoking crack. Yeah, somebody put crack in a uh, in a blunt that he w- that he was smoking. When he said he says that a rapper that he looked up to was smoking on a blunt, and it had it was laced with crack, and he didn't know it, and he took a hit of it, and he's been chasing that high ever since. Who's the rapper that? Uh, just they, a, a no name Yonkers rapper. They
2: didn't say who it was.
0: Well, they said his name in the, in the documentary, but he w- he never made it anywhere. So, and he denies ever giving DMX drugs or anything else. So. Oh, gotcha.
1: It's yeah. so weird because he was on Versus like a couple months ago. He
2: was hot at night. Get fucking tea. He looked a mess that night. He, he did.
1: did. This is true, but, <laughs> you know, we usually don't expect something like that to hit like that. Um, and it just seems it seems like it was uh, so recently. But speaking of verses, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Am I? Uh, that do I segment? sound?
0: Do I? S- yeah, that was a good. That was a good segue. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna. Get, I'm gonna step on it for a second. Do I sound harsh with my like, like depiction of this? Because it seems like you two are going. Oh, I can't believe it. No, no. I mean, I get it. It's just.
1: <laughs> it. It. It sucks. It sucks. Anytime you know if we look, we've lamented, like, all these other people that we've talked about who died in the past year um who were beloved at one point in time for different reasons. Yeah. And were a big part of our lives as celebrities and DMX is there too. And okay. and the fact that he's dying at a much younger age than some of the other ones mm-hmm. is is it it still sucks. Especially even if even if there are reasons for it. It's like, yeah, okay. He couldn't get his addiction under control, but you know, we didn't you know, we didn't react this way when when Robin Williams killed himself. Like we were, that was that was a view universally viewed as a tragedy too. Mm-hmm. And I don't see this as being any different. Like we, sh- like that's the problem, right? We like look at somebody who's struggling with addiction, and like, okay, how is this any different than him than than Chester from Lincoln Park committing suicide? True. Like we we just because it's crack. And it's stig- and it has it's as a stigma. stigmatized. And it, it's it, it, his fault.
2: I, I, okay. Yeah. True. It's that crack is such like a poor man's drug, and we see D M X as the successful person. It's so it's like crack. You crack is I mean? polarizing. Crack
0: is one of those things where if you're, when you say a crackhead, you have immediate thoughts of what a crackhead is, mm-hmm. and you don't, and you and you don't let that go.
2: Right. And There's a crack judgment yeah. on being a crackhead, right? And we think that DMX is above that, but he isn't, apparently.
0: I knew he wasn't when I saw him sweating at the Cash Money Rough Riders tour. Uh he sweated a little too much uh to <laughs> be on to just be on stage with a with a with a jumper on. He's wearing a jumper, sweating through the jumper. Nigga, you ain't got a shirt on.
2: And you wearing was- boxers on that versus but he just looked old and overweight yeah, i didn't think it was crack
0: <laughs> that was because he had just got out of rehab for the versus just to hit this, uh, so we all aware but
2: speaking of versus, versus did you guys see the isley brothers versus uh earth one and i i didn't see it but uh black twitter is a is a buzz about you see it. what you did <laughs> what, I, what i do no, what i do no marcus did, did.
1: I, I, I nailed that exact segue, and then he stepped on it, so you <laughs> so you can one. do it.
0: I gave it to you. Happy wife, happy life. You see how that works, Candace? See <laughs> how so I gave that one to you? I handed it right over to you, dear. <laughs> Why,
2: well, thank you. Did so, you guys see it? Because I did not. So make sure
0: I got the big piece of chicken tomorrow night. All right. What happened? I didn't watch it either. Um, I couldn't get my
1: girlfriend into it. You weren't going to. It was weird that I was the one who was like, You but, pushing it? Yeah. But, but it's that it's Earth, Wind, and Fire. And Odyssey, brother. She's like, So it's old. Like, that was old people. Said,
2: they said Steve Harvey was acting a fool. Like, he was like, He did like a five minute set between each song. Oh my and they God.
1: Said. Dude would not, it wasn't even that funny. He's just telling stories. And it's like,
2: Dude,
0: <laughs> we're
1: not here for this. That was
0: Steve Harvey's wet dream right there. And oh go, man, I'm. Come
2: on, D nice. Oh, and then like,
1: they play the next song.
0: That wasn't that living for the love. Well, of you, I'll say heard.
2: this: no other verses has ever had a host. So yeah. why did why Steve Harvey even need it? Is I don't even business. know. Well, because uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire and the Isley
0: Brothers combined age is 297. <laughs> uh, That's part of it. You can't re- you can't expect them to uh, hold that show together <laughs>
2: in 2021. <laughs> right, so they would like, just fine without a host. That, Every single song that they have is a classic. They did not need a host. I don't understand why that happened. They would have forgot. His, they would have forgot the DJ's name. They would.
0: have... it's <laughs> there. Started because uh, I saw Ron Isley start uh, singing the song as the track was playing. Uh, I saw that video and I was like, "Wait, is he singing?" He was
1: hot grandpaing very uh, well that night because everybody was all talking about Ron. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, Ron Isley is the man. He he he. If it wasn't for R. Kelly. No one would know who Ron Isley is anymore because everybody would have forgot about him long ago. Candice wouldn't have forgot about him.
2: Inaccurate. Puffy sampled an Isley Brothers song for um, Biggie's most popular hit. I love it when you call me Big Papa. That's sampled from an Isley Brothers song.
0: Yeah, I know that is, but if that was in 93, (laughs) (laughs) R. R. Kelly put out Music with the Isley Brothers from '99 to 2005. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that kept them that kept them relevant into the new millennium.
1: I have various influences that exposed me to mm-hmm. both those groups throughout.
0: Yeah, you had yeah. Zach uh, Ninja Knox uh, kept well, you kept also, them alive in your when mind. When I was
1: a kid, my dad would listen to, to oldies, mm-hmm. so they would inevitably come up on the radio just. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, as, no. Cand- as Candace knew them when she was, in, when she was in the uh, up, formative Mark. years of her life, new hit records.
1: <laughs> All right, so Billboard has a uh, a scoreboard. Oh, by the way, at one point, uh, Tyrese chimed in talking about, and I hate, I hate that my mother drank so much, but I'm glad she's the reason I know music. It was, <laughs> so, <laughs> it was like so unnecessary. Such an unnecessary... That's a
0: Tyrese moment right there. Exactly.
1: It just—it it was a great snapshot of everything that he is.
0: Yeah, because it's, it's that one-liner he has in every Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> just, what the fuck's Tyrese doing here? Hey, man. I remember when Mom was drinking and smacking me in the head, but I, she used to love the Isley Brothers. What the... Where the hell did we come to this? What What are you doing here? Black <laughs> tie, what are you doing? It's happening right now. Yeah.
1: Um, I need to know... Someone said that Verdine looks like the preacher from Coming to America, and I thought that was... How did Verdine age
0: that bad? It
1: was not a good... He needs to let that haircut go.
0: Yeah. That's
1: really what it was.
0: Let that conch just wash down the toilet. (laughs) His
1: whole outfit with the pink pants and the white jacket and that long straight hair.
0: He's been trying to be something... Don't, don't Something like no a pimp more. for a number of years. That's what it was with them. Like they were pimps back in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Like they they that whole that whole look they all had yeah. was pimp shit. Yeah. Like like I, I I remember I at least used to see watch like uh, black exploitation movies, and that's how all of them dressed. Mm. And the way they look now is they kept that shit alive for the seventy years they've been performing, and now it's like yeah y'all need to sit the fuck down with this. Uh, this nonsense right now. Did they do September? Uh,
1: I don't know. I have to They go. had to do September. Well, here's here's so I Billboard.
2: How could they not?
1: Billboard has a scorecard. Okay. Uh, round one was uh, Izzy Brothers "Love the One You're With" versus Earth and Wind and Fires "That's the Way of the World." Okay. Uh, which they scored one for Earth Wind and Fire. Mm-hmm. Round two was uh, "This Old Heart of Mine Is Weak for You" by Izzy Brothers versus uh, "Let's Groove," and Let's Groove won that one. Mm-hmm. Round three was Isley Brothers' Hello, It's Me versus Earth, Wind & Fire's Keep Your Head to the Sky. Uh, oh, the keep Earth,
2: Your Head uh, to the Sky should have won.
0: Earth, Earth, point,
1: or Isley Brothers, according to...
0: Earth, this. Wind & Fire pulled out all their greatest hits in the, fir- in the first half of the jump.
1: Uh, next, round four. Uh, Isley Brothers' At Your Best, You Are Love versus Earth, Wind & Fire's Reasons. Uh, Whoa!
2: Ooh. That's hard. That's hard. That's a-
1: they, gave the Ooh, point, that's they gave the point to... Earth, wind, and fire. Uh, okay. Round five. Isley Brothers. Harvest. I, I,
0: you know how I would I would ju- I would gauge that. I would gauge that on which which song Candace would want to play the the night after our nuptials, uh, whichever song you want playing in the background when we. <laughs> at your best. At, at your, your best. best. Yeah. I know it would be.
1: <laughs> uh, Isley Brothers' Harvest for the World versus Earth, wind, and fires. Got to get you into my life. I don't um, know either, they, either of those songs. They gave it to Isley Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, round six: Isley Brothers "Groove with You" versus Earthwind and Fire "Loves Holiday." Uh, groove with you. That was that was scored as a tie.
0: I would groove with you on that one.
1: I, I don't. I don't know what they're using to make these. I'm just white reading. people this, logic. This is this is Billboard's shit.
2: It's white people logic.
1: Uh, Isley, round seven: Isley Brothers "Summer Breeze" versus Earthwind and Fire's "Be Ever Wonderful."
2: Summer breeze. Summer breeze. Yeah, I
1: would I I, I would go. And then they, they did get the point on this one, too. Uh, round eight, Ozzy Brothers, It's Your Thing versus Earth, Wind & Fire's devotion. devotion.
2: It's Your Thing. I, I would I, have devotion on that one. They
1: gave the point to Ozzy Brothers. I would, too, um, mm. personally. Uh, round nine, Ozzy Brothers, Make Me Say It Again, Girl versus Earth, Wind & Fire's After the Love is Gone.
2: After the Love is Gone. After the Love is Gone. Yeah. No contest. Yeah, <laughs>
1: Earth, Wind & Fire took that one. Uh round ten. Osley brothers footsteps in the dark versus Earth Wind and Fire Shining Star.
2: Shining footsteps Star. Footsteps in the Dark.
1: Uh it was a tie. So Shining. uh uh I don't think I don't think I know I don't think I know Footsteps in the Dark.
2: I can I can so I, I know I, the melody in my head. I, I just, have to
1: I have to withdraw myself from the contention there because I, I only know the Marcus
2: Marcus, cue it up for the next break, Footsteps in the dark.
1: Well the, the next break is the break home. Yeah, man. we would we're, <laughs> we're coming <laughs> in on the on the on the cue on the outro. <laughs> Round eleven: Ozzy Brothers "Twist and Shout" versus Earthwind and Fires the uh, featuring The Emotions "Boogie Wonderland." Boogie,
0: Boogie Wonderland go would go take go that.
1: Boogie Wonderland did take that yeah. one. Round twelve: Ozzy Brothers "Choosy Lover" versus Earthwind and Fire "On Your Face."
0: Choosy, Choosy lover. lover.
1: They gave that to uh, yeah. That's the way it fell. Uh, uh, round thirteen: "Voyage to Atlantis" versus Brazilian Rhyme. I don't know. Voyage to Atlantis. <laughs> it was a tie, according to this. Round fourteen, Osley Brothers. Here we go again versus Earthwind and Fire's Sun Goddess.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't
1: know. They gave it to uh, Earthwind and Fire. Jesus, there's how many rounds were there? Twenty-one.
2: I mean, they got like forty years of hits.
1: <laughs> no, actually, there were holy crap, twenty-five.
0: They did twenty-five. Yeah, they had. I think they had to go bigger on theirs than they normally do. They only they normally only do um ten to twenty.
1: It was that lady versus September for round
2: twenty-five. Wow, so that's lady? a hard one. Uh, Earth, Did they go with September? They gave it to
1: Earthwind and Fire on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other ones were Shout versus uh, Easy Lover. Mm. Why would that that's that not, shouldn't be a, that shouldn't be a uh, matchup? I don't even get how Phil Collins is involved in this.
2: That's what I'm saying. Easy Lover's is uh, only a Phil Collins song. Yeah. I didn't know that was a Philip an Earth Bailey Wind Fire.
1: featuring Phil Collins is the way it was.
2: Okay. So they did
0: they did um features too.
1: Apparently. So, uh, so
2: then Easy Lover, did that one win? No. It's my favorite
1: Phil Collins song. It lost to uh Ozzy Brothers on that one. I mean uh uh Ozzy Brothers featuring J. S. Busted versus Earth Wind and Fire's magic mind.
2: I don't know either of those songs. Mm,
1: there's a lot of extra shit in here.
0: So did they? Did anyway. they do? Uh, did they do any R. Kelly? Because I want to know if uh, if Mr. Big came out of the, out of retirement to uh, to, to to look at, look into some of these uh, songs? here because I I would I would think they would have those in the closet songs should have not been brought to it the. It does no, not. Those uh, those don't have Mr. Big in them.
1: It does not appear to be so.
0: Ron Isley as Mr. Big is the greatest character to ever been cheated on multiple times by
2: anybody (laughs) in any situation. So, wait. Easy Lover is an Earth, Wind, and Fire song?
0: Apparently. uh, uh, The guitarist is featured in uh, Easy Lover.
2: I did not know that. The way it's written. My favorite Phil Collins song. They
1: credit Philip Bailey as the... It's It says it's him featuring Phil Collins, actually.
2: Oh. Yeah, Philip Bailey and Phil Collins did, a, did Easy Lover together. So mm-hmm. Philip Bailey is a part of Earth, Wind, and Fire? Yes. Oh, I, okay. Okay. I you don't should know, why know I that. Aware. You were
0: around back then.
1: And to, uh... <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like how she gets quiet whenever I say that. <laughs> but who, do, who did they score it was the final, final winner. In the oh, game.
1: I already closed it. <laughs> earth Wind, and in fire you're gonna say earth Wind, and in fire
0: i think i think so you think so All right. i feel
1: like the isley brothers have a couple hits that i would say like could top even some of the the best that um earth went in fire has oh they but, put contagious in there but earth Wind, and in fire has so many more like their depth of their of their depth chart is too high.
0: They
2: both have literally 30 years of hits. Like yeah.
0: I didn't know they put contagious that's the song with them and R. Kelly. Oh. Well, okay. That's- it's a, a greatest song. It's 2 a.m. just getting in about to check my message. No one is called. He is the smoothest cheated on man to in history. Was this playing at Paul Pierce's house? (laughs) It was. Because Paul Pierce decided to celebrate the verses in a completely different fashion. And we'll close with this. Yeah. We'll get out of here on this one. Paul Pierce has been fired from
1: ESPN. Uh, Candace, you
0: know who Paul Pierce is?
2: Candace, fall down drunk. I do not know
1: who Paul Pierce is. <laughs> Paul Pierce is a was a seven time all-star for the Boston Celtics, mm-hmm. who's now a commentator for the NBA on ESPN. On ESPN. Or was, uh, was he until a few days ago when he uh decided to live inexplicably live stream a uh poker game at his house mm-hmm. in which there were several strippers just, you know, about and twerking.
2: Oh, I saw this that they had strip. Uh, so, what was the problem? He works for Disney. He's a- <laughs> and, he,
0: and he had a a PG thirteen night in his G in his G rated uh company. Uh, he
2: is a grown man at his own house. If he wants to have strippers, it's okay, but not if you are um like a spokesperson for Disney.
1: Yeah, and doing he basically live went live on uh, on Instagram with it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well. But from what I was what I was reading earlier, he wanted to quit anyway. I think he was he was done with ESPN. And I think this was just his way of leaving. Um, which is a it is an ingenious way of leaving. Like uh, but but it go, it calls the question, Joey and Candace. Mm. Um, can I get fired for what I say on this show? Like uh, <laughs> like we live stream this every week. Like it, like
2: well. I, Social media is a thing now, right? So in yesteryear, it was not. But nowadays, things that you say on social media, you're liable for in your real life. So yes, you can get you can get um, fired for things that you say on this podcast or on Twitter or that you post on Facebook. I've seen it happen in real time. Like you've seen actual regular people get fired behind the shit. Yeah, people posted something on Facebook and get fired for it. I've seen it, yep. Like, I've seen, I've had, I've fired someone for posting negative things about the company on social media. Yep. Or when you're trying to get hired, they'll do a social media search on you. (laughs) Like, things that I've said on Twitter, whenever I am looking for a job, I put my Twitter private. (laughs) I keep keep all my
0: social media private anyway. Like, you can't.
2: Yeah. Because I wild the fuck out on Twitter. So, it's just like. You know, if you're trying to get hired, definitely privatize your social media during that time. Oh yeah, that when, time. one day Candace was asking
0: for dick print pics. Was this because he uh, was Twitter like? One day.
1: I mean, basically, was
0: I? yeah. You were thirsty. <laughs> I was watching. I, I, I see every I, post you make. It's funny as hell. You're like, hey, <laughs> oh, it's it's sweatpants season. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> All right, but yeah, go ahead, Joe. Uh, I
1: I don't I don't understand what the the like who. Who's outraged by this? Like, what is the. Is it because he wasn't following COVID protocol? Because he basically just made the headlock video.
0: Yes, at his house. At his house.
1: (laughs) It's the same video.
0: A headlock video. It's hilarious. It's the same things. A headlock video is hilarious. You you ever seen the the video, Candace? I'm sorry. They weren't (laughs) making breakfast,
1: so it's not okay.
0: It's not okay. But look up when you get after we finish the podcast tonight, Candace, look up headlock. Um, on on YouTube, okay, and then and then just with two C's, with two no C's. K, uh,
2: and then just. I don't think t- it's a problem for him to have strippers at his own house at his own party. He's a grown man. I,
1: I, yeah, I, I, there's, there's, I, I don't.
0: As a as a very private man once said, you are not alone in that.
1: I mean, here's the thing. Paul Pierce is kind of a dickhead. Like he, he says a lot of stupid shit, and. Like we laugh like laughing at him when he does this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that's his whole he's that's just shtick. That's his deal. Mm-hmm. Like he was a guy who came out and said he had a better career than Dwayne Wade, and we all laughed at him.
0: <laughs> it's okay.
1: Because he's like he's the thing he's most known for is talking shit. But <laughs> he's a terrible analyst. He says crazy, like outlandish shit about the NBA. Uh, you know he's the guy you love to hate, but firing him for this just seems dumb. Like we should be laughing at him, the yeah. same way we always do. I don't understand. Like he got drunk and Instagrammed a party at his house.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think I don't think it was worth firing him for. It's not a fireable offense to have a party. At your house. Isn't he's? It's not like his his Instagram says says he's. Mickey or something. It, that, that, that doesn't like compute to me. He's a grown man.
2: It wasn't
1: live on on ESPN's yeah, air. Yeah,
2: yeah, he didn't he didn't put well, it We head. we live in a society where your social life, your private life crosses over into your professional life. So, for instance, Ray Rice beating his wife. Like what does that have to do with him being a football player? It doesn't. But Yeah, it he, does. It doesn't have anything to do with you being a football player. It has everything to do with you
0: Beating Here's your wife the thing. has everything to do with you being a football player.
1: That's assault. Yes, <laughs> that's not th- what Paul Pierce didn't break any laws. Here. <laughs> literally nothing he did was illegal.
2: No, I'm not advocating for him beating his wife. I'm just no, saying I'm that b- has nothing f- to do with his football stats. Well, that's no, fair. It, but you, but You're
1: fair. also like you they, 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 they make the argument he got he got bla- you know blacklisted for for assault.
0: Yeah, it wasn't that wasn't it wasn't just um, Hey, he had a friendly altercation with his wife. No, he beat his wife in the elevator and he and he got fired for it like unconscious. Like yeah. she, he, knocked he, shit know, out like, of her.
2: Yeah. But what I'm saying is that has nothing to do with is he a good football player? What are his stats? How many times does he catch the ball, run the ball, whatever the fuck? You oh, doing no, now, it has nothing to do with that
0: piece of it, but it has everything to do with being legal. Like you should, you should be able to live your life legally, and not worry about getting fired. That's what that's where okay. I sit with the whole thing. It's not. It's okay. not
2: All right. It's All right th- so now I get your point. I get your point that what he actually did was illegal. You can't beat your wife. Mm-hmm. But my point is that <laughs> also, also, it's not the
1: same thing. Like the NFL had has a problem with violence, and especially like this, like violence towards women, and and do they even care? Because there has been that, his- that history with the NFL. And they decided to use that as him and as an example, which was fucked up. But they have been pretty consistent ever since. Yes. That they don't tolerate that anymore. This, ESPN doesn't, they, to my knowledge, doesn't have a problem with their anchors publicly partying. No. like, like that's not like, They don't need to make Paul Pierce an example of anything.
0: They wanted to fire Paul Pierce. And yeah. they found a reason to fire Paul Pierce. That's what that's what happened in the situation. They wanted a reason to fire him, and they got their reason because he hit live, and that was that was his mistake. Um, if he really wanted his job, maybe he'll come back on uh, ESPN Eight the Ocho or Fox News. Uh, what is, what's the Fox Sport one?
1: I mean, it's it's goofy because like Charles Barkley, who's still like persistently an NBA analyst. Got a DUI in two thousand nine. Told his arresting officer that he was going to drive around the corner and get a blowjob, and didn't and didn't get fired. (laughs) (laughs) Like,
0: I don't, I didn't know, I didn't know what to do with that. Like, that hit a little different. (laughs) A little different.
2: I just think whether or not you're fired at your job should only have to do with what with your performance at your job. It shouldn't have to do anything with your uh, behavior outside of your
1: job i agree to a point there's some point where you gotta go like okay this person's a fucked up human being and even though they're excellent at what they do i can't be associated with them yeah like yeah i can i can see I, that I, I can have the guy and he could be the best uh whatever analyst he could be the best. we have the best, you know, we have a guy on here that who's like hilarious and, and gets us a million follows and he's like the funniest fucking thing. He changes our whole thing. If we find out he's a serial killer, we're firing him. True. I don't care how talented he is. True, true.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, if it's something as severe as a serial killer. But I mean, just if like, this is a beer, if like if I'm the best salesperson at my job selling cars or whatever. Does that does me having an altercation with my wife affect my my job performance? You didn't hire me to be a good husband. You hired me to sell cars, and that's what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? But
1: it 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 speaks to it's about how public it is, right? Like if you if you if it's if it becomes public knowledge, Mm -hmm. and then you become a liability. Then you become then you then you hurt the brand because you're associated with the brand, and it's when you when you put the brand in jeopardy. That's when they're, that's when, and, and it's the perception, mm-hmm. but in Disney uh, feels some obligation to some, some group of idiots. Like they should have enough awareness to know that the people who watch anything with Paul Pierce don't care about this.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think they're preemptively doing it. Like, I don't think there was initial outrage for, for them to fire him. No, but they're, they're doing it in case the moms come after them. And that's 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 what it, that's what we boil down to with this whole with with the current era we live in with Me Too and Yes Ma'am and uh, what's the other what's the other one Joey what what other hashtag are they doing now for for women's uh, women's fundamentalism or whatever what, what do they call it Candace you'll know this stuff i don't know I'll know this stuff I don't know. not Me Too
2: and Yes Ma'am <laughs> Yes Ma'am is not
0: one of them
1: What <laughs> is Yes Ma'am?
0: That's Al Bundy's uh, men's group. Nemesis. Yeah. That no, men. that was no ma'am. Uh, no ma'am. Yeah. Yes ma'am. Was uh, Marcy's group. <laughs> 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 I'm married with children. Oh man! But Joe, we can get out of here, man. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like, like, we yeah. like we hit the end. Sounds like we hit the end on that one. Oh <laughs> uh, man! You remember the song "Tender mm-hmm. Kisses" by uh. Tracy Lattislaw, uh, not Tracy Lattislaw. I mean, the only Tracy other thing. Tracy Spencer. Tracy Spencer.
1: The only other thing <laughs> we got to talk remember. about were that guy who beat his chicken into cooking itself and, the, uh, <laughs> and that guy who married his sister.
0: There you go. We're going to talk about that next week, man.
1: Guess we got gu- a guest next week, don't we, Joe? Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, next week, we'll be joined by the, the very funny, very talented, uh, the best laugh in the DMV, uh, Haywood Turnipseed Jr.,
0: You'll know if you're at it if when when the world opens back up, if you're at an open mic and you tickle his funny bone, you'll know it, because that laugh will set loose some shit inside. Of <laughs> I can't even can't I can't it. even imitate don't, that motherfucker.
1: Don't do that. I can't. It, it it that that laugh that laugh is so comforting. It is. I never had a laugh feel like a hug, but that laugh feels <laughs> like a hug.
0: Oh man! But Joey, where can they find you on the internet, my friend?
1: Lafaro Comedy on Instagram. Got it right this time. Good job. Uh, and you always follow us at dot .comedy on, on Instagram, .comedyDC on Twitter, and the dot .comedy podcast wherever podcasts are sold.
0: Candace, where can they find you, my dear?
2: You can find me on the interwebs at just underscore Candace, and Candace is K-A-N-D-Y-C-E. <laughs> all right, all right. You can find
0: me. At, on, on Twitter. What's funny, Joey?
1: <laughs> okay, Candace, with a Y. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we get it. All and right. a K. And a K. <laughs> Not a C. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at dot comedy DJ. That's at D O T C O M E D Y DJ. And on Instagram, you can find me at DJ, DJ Marcus, dot comedy, DJ Marcus, period, c o m E-D-Y. That's right, where I post random things every so often. I really don't post that often. I should start posting more. I'm going to start DJ posting. Uh, I'm going to start mixing uh, for half hours at a time, and then I'll start posting those. Uh, You can find me on Facebook. You can find me at djmarcus.comedy on Facebook. You can look up anywhere you find .comedy. You will look up, and you will find DJ Marcus. And for DJ Marcus, Joey LaFaro, Candice August. We are the Dot Comedy Family, and we will see you next time on the Dot Comedy Podcast.